What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Two dogs showed up at uh, my door today in uh, Rocky Point. Um, a big, um, some sort of mastiff and uh-huh. some sort of like shepherd. And Rose was terrified. Because <laughs> they were just so she big. She was cowering uh, behind me, why? trembling. Oh. Trembling. And then, and then when the big black um, shepherd would kind of poke his nose in a little bit mm-hmm. through the door. I'm standing in the door. Rose is hiding behind me. Who, wait, who, were they there. just they're both, were they just stray dogs? They're just dogs from like we're uh, we're in like we're rural, right? So it's just dogs oh, from like yeah, the right. sort of around and uh they're both like, "Hi!" at the door this morning and Rose is terrified and then oh, she, and then Rose. the black one, the big black one sticks his his nose in the door like this and she just goes <laughs> 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 trying to like like a horse. That's all she could do, and then she backs up Aww, and runs away. Rose, what I is, know. Why is she scared of doggies? I think it was a two against one thing. Oh, I think it was like yeah. they were friendly and everything, but I think she just didn't know how to. She was shy or Aww, something. I miss her. Not confident. Um. Hi, babe. Yeah. Hello, my love. 
<laughs> you had to get ready for that? You had to get in the zone there? You had a nice big breath? <sighs> yeah. Don't flutter your eyes. Well, don't f- flutter your eyelids at me. Ugh, I don't, I'm not into this light right now. I feel like you I look, look great. 60 years old. What? Ugh. Babe, you look great. Look my- You're so pretty. Ugh. Well, when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time making those kinds of faces at myself in the mirror because my mom taught me when I was 13, if I was ever having an ugly day, you know, the days when you're, when you wake up ugly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the days that I drop acid and look in the mirror and I go, Oh my God, why am I, why am I see through? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it, this tactic would work as well on drugs. I assume no, not. I don't think so. But when um, I was a kid, my mom was like, yeah, if you wake up and you feel ugly, just go stand in front of the mirror and make the most hideous faces that you can possibly wrench your facial muscles into for like you know for a bunch of times in a row and then when you let go you're gonna look a lot better <laughs> does that does that tactic work for you for your, for yeah. your self-esteem it does yeah totally see yeah. yeah right okay yeah sure i mean little I- tactics ultimately what ends up happening is you either <laughs> you you may not laugh out loud mm-hmm. but at some point you'll go <laughs> Yeah. This is silly. This is totally. silly. And 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 it will provide enough humor, I think, to at least get you through the next five minutes yeah. <laughs> of, of your ugly day. Yeah. I you know what? I, I've never done it with that uh that like particular intention, but I do make a lot of faces on a regular basis in the mirror and now on like um on Zoom calls before anyone shows up. And, uh, and like on here on Squadcast before anyone shows up, I'll just be sitting here looking at myself in the camera and, and just like making faces. Um, but the thing that I've always noticed is like, so I haven't done it where I'm going, okay, I'm going to make myself look ugly so that when I'm done and I go back to normal, I'll see that I'm actually not so ugly. But I do have a, I do have this thing where like, I'll make these really, really nasty faces. And then when I'm finished, I'll think to myself, man, you you have a very good ability to make yourself fucking gross. <laughs> like you can look really gross. Thank, thank gosh. Thank gosh. Sometimes when there's a really good photographer around and thankfully I know many, they can make me look very good. <laughs> but rarely do I ever say, rarely do I ever feel that way when I'm just looking at myself in the mirror. When I, I actually, I'm dude, I have like, I must have no. I don't want to say this because that's that's not fair. Because I know it's not true. But I was go- I was going to say I was going to th- flippantly say that I think I have some sort of body dysmorphia, which I think we we all do to some degree have like a dysmorphic view of what we actually are. Um, but I but I don't truly think I have body dysmorphia because I I know people who do and it's fucking super wild what they all see. Right. You know, like shit shit that's just like just not the the shared reality, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but man, I, I'm like, I'm 32 years old and I've got like fucking acne and I can't, mm-hmm. man, I can't look in the mirror without getting like just fucking bummed out. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. my acne, man, my acne's had such a, has taken such a harsh toll on my self-esteem. And, uh, even in quarantine when no one's seeing you. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is so funny yeah. because the amount of times I've looked in the mirror today, I could probably count on one hand. Now, I get it here. You're looking at yourself. 
I, I'm sitting, I was sitting here and, you know, we recorded an episode just before this and I'm sitting here with you on your perfectly well lit, um, uh, recording like, you know, setup. It's, it's only, it, hold on, listen, it's only lit by natural light. I don't have a fucking like, you know, I know. A, yeah. like a it's fucking lit. A circle light or whatever those, those yeah. like makeup lights are or anything like that. Yes. Your, your face looks beautiful. And then. And no, then we've got this beautiful this pop this. star. Look at this You can't garbage. see that. You can you see that. You can see that on camera. We were having a conversation with her for a fucking hour, and and I'm I'm sitting there like gushing over this this beautiful like fucking pop queen and, and like trying not to try not to be like leaky with my 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 like smitten energy. And and I'm and I'm in my head I'm going, do not turn your head to the right. If you turn your head to the right, <laughs> she'll see this only turn your head to the left because the left side of your face is clear right now like i'm literally like i'm I'm not even fucking joking like that shit goes through my head yeah i i mean the equivalent maybe like as you've lived with your acne since like for most of your life right like most of your oh yeah forever teenage life and adult life and mine has always been my hair like and i know i have good hair you got great hair but i also know that um it never looks like what I think it looks like in photos. And I feel like I've had like haircuts that have nailed it, like nailed it. Like that's what I didn't even know I wanted. I probably had two of those like life-changing haircuts in my life. And, you know, once you've had that, you seek it out forever. You're just like, I just want to, because my, I'll tell you, my daily maintenance with my hair, in my hair, even on non-quarantine days, is to um, to do absolutely nothing to it. Mm. If if like if I'm having a bad hair day, if I feel it's a bad hair day, it, you're probably seeing like, um, you know, I'll put my hair up or whatever. But I, I'm not like nobody ever taught me how to use styling tools, and I don't have the time. Not that I don't have the time, but I don't have the enough. Like patience, yeah, really, and interest. Care enough. Yeah, and but I want that hair. I want my my hair styled. I want my hair to get styled every day. Okay, dude. I mean, I fuck like That's my barber. The only luxury. Jen, I want. my barber. Like I like. I'm just waiting until the day I get rich as fuck, so I can just have her on retainer and basically just ha- just be like, "Yo, Jen, like I'm having my breakfast. Do my hair." <laughs> And, and she rides and, her motorcycle. Yeah, over. yeah. She just rides her motorcycle over every morning, and while I'm, ma- I'm making mm-hmm. coffee, she just just rubs my scalp and does my hair. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hair, I hair is like, crazy though, man. Like hair is a hair is a fucking wild thing because you can like you can. I know for myself, like my hair can be styled in a way where I will, and I, again, I know that this is like this dysmorphic kind of thing, but I can style my hair in a way where I look at myself and I go, God, you look great. You look great. It's all in my hair. And then, yeah. and then I can style my hair or I can do something or not do something with my hair. And I go, Jesus Christ, this is what people wake up to. This <laughs> is what, this is what fucking, when you roll over in bed and you're with a partner this is what they see in the morning? Dude, how dare yeah. you? How dare you have morning sex with any living creature when you roll over and this is what you're you're displaying to them? Like that 
You don't that that was always my favorite look. It's always my favorite look on you. Of the of the fucking one sided like mashed to the side of my head, and then the rest of it is all just like wind swept <laughs> because I I love it. Oh man, it's like it's like you wake up, your scalp's kind of sweaty, your hair's stuck all over the place, and oh, it's nice. The amount I of times I've had sex in the morning and and looked at myself like in the like gone to the like all right, sex is done like. Well, I had my morning pee and I go to the fucking bathroom. I'm taking a pee and I just look to the left to the fucking mirror that's next to the toilet and go, go. Oh, this is and what they just hair? fucked. Yeah, it's my hair. And it's your hair that makes you react like that. My hair is the only not like, you know what? my hair is the only thing. Not like, you you know, like when my I hair is the I only thing that will change and I feel- on me. Right. Everything else is everything. Else, my face is the exact same when I go to sleep and when I wake <laughs> up in the morning. There's no fucking difference. <laughs> No, it's not. Sometimes you wake up and you're having an ugly day. Oh, Your face uh, looks totally maybe, different. Yeah, may, sure. Maybe like a little puffy or whatever. That, honestly, not enough that not enough change compared to what your hair does. Your hair is, I mean, my hair. It's See, it's easier when you have long hair. When you have longer hair like you or like when Taylor had his long hair, it's like you can fucking, or when you have very, very short, 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 short hair. You, you, it's yeah. easy. But when you're you're in the middle, well, like me, like most, yeah. most of the 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 most of the the male friends that I have that have this kind of fucking sh- shape of hair, yeah, you better get your you, gotta, you better get your shit right. Yeah, why do you have such high maintenance hair? Why do you feel? Why does a high maintenance haircut? Do I don't have not, a whoa, whoa. I don't have a high yes, maintenance you haircut. Do. It's like medium high. It's. I will say it is yeah sure I'll say it's medium medium effort because because what I can do is uh, right now today like uh, look all I did in my hair today I took a shower and then yeah. I blow dried it that's it okay, okay. what are you fucking smiling at? <laughs> you don't you don't you think I'm you think I'm feeding you horse shit no no I'm just I'm just realizing that I that you use a blow dryer every time you get your hair wet. Yes, because if I I just realized yeah, that. Yeah, because if I don't, then the the sh- my hair just falls flat in this fucking like, ugh, like it's just this flat, dopey. How do you know how to use a hair dryer? Because I've been using it my whole life. To do that, y- though. Yeah. Like I know how to switch it on, but like to style your own yes, hair, it's. I, but I, you only have one thing to style. I have all of this to style. Yeah, but I feel like you can just dry yours and kind of like shake your head and, and then it just sits well. I don't know. I mean, dude, I don't have high maintenance hair. Come on. I get my I do get my hair cut every two weeks. But it's a I'm sitting I'm 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 sitting down with my barber, who's my who's one of my like best friends, I consider. And I'm sure Jen would feel the same way. Um and if you don't, Jen, just send me a text. Let me know. We can talk about it. Uh, uh you know, I sit down and we we shoot the shit and we're hanging out. I bring her beers. We we you know. It's a, it's a fucking, it's, yeah. it's not just the haircut. The, my yeah. barber experience is a, is a social, uh, is a social necessity in my life. Yeah. Every two But weeks. it also happens every two weeks. And when I come out, I go, ah, look at my hair. I feel, and now I've been cutting my own hair and I actually, I've been doing a fucking, dude, I've been doing the tits job. Like this is, look at this shit. Yeah. You're doing well. Well, that's faded. Really like I'm, you know, Jen, you taught me well. Thanks, thanks, dude. Never gave me a real lesson. I just watched. I just observed the master, and now so, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> Jen, you also cut my hair, and oh, yeah, that's um, right. 
I, we're going to have some, we have some things we got to talk about because, uh, I think I really, I really want to, I really want to cut my hair with clippers. Like I want clippers to shape my scalp, my, my shape. Like this is what I did. Jeremy, look at me. I just took the clippers like this and I went. You did this to yourself? And I molded my own curls. Yeah. This is my own haircut. Wow. Well, it looks, I'm, see, I wouldn't know because your hair just looks great. But look, I know. Look at this. Look at these I don't little, know, weird little... I don't, you, I don't know what you're doing. I don't like that. To me, that's just your hair. You can see these like short little. Okay. Yeah, it just looks like you're. That's that was the perp. That was the style. I think though, after talking to that girl we were just talking to, I think I'm gonna go back to bangs. That girl, she has a name. Well, I I didn't want to. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to spoil who it is. Yeah, I don't want to spoil okay. who it is, and I don't sure. want to. I you know, I don't want to alert people to your your sexual. Oh f- oh hey whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> Oh, cool it. Cool it. I didn't. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention to what I was Yeah, no, you weren't. You were fucking playing with your hair and looking at yourself on the camera. I can tell that. There there was no sex. Look, I had, I was like, I was a little smitten. I was a little, I was crushing a little bit on. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Her name's Taylor. Taylor Upsall. Go check out her music. We talk about it in the episode, but that'll be coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, so anyway, my skin. I'm not feeling, I'm also, I'm all, quarantine's also fucking with my head, like in, I'm just, I feel like I'm, I, I, my self-confidence is a very fickle thing because I can lose it very rapidly, very quickly. And when I do, and when I lose it, and when I say lose it, I mean like it goes down to zero. Um, it's, I get really fucking sad and mopey and shitty and I'm just a, I'm just a, just a big man baby. But then my, my confidence can boost up in a second. Like it, all it takes is a fucking f- sentence and my self-confidence will boost up. Mm-hmm. And it's been really low as of late. And I know that you know that for me, like physical touch and like intimacy and sex is like a big part in maintaining my self-confidence. Um, but obviously that's just not a thing right now with COVID. Um, and so here, here's my, here's, here's my struggle right now. I'm having some like polyamory fucking struggles with Becca specifically. Okay. Um, in that, uh, and this is, kind of, this is kind of hard for me to talk about because it's, it is really fresh and it, and I'm, I actually am like legit struggling with it. Uh, so my situation which I'm sure most of our listeners who are regular listeners know, my situation is a little bit more unique than your typical person who's trying to keep away from COVID in that with a, with a compromised immune system, the way mine is, um, the reality is that my, my social isolation, my practice of like quarantine is likely going to last a lot longer than, than, than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things are like, you know, across the country, things are slowly starting to like trickle in, in terms of opening up, right? Like the the parks are now open and the beaches are now open and, and you know, you're allowed to like, I I don't know, I don't know the full incidents because I've been trying to stay away from the news lately, but like, you know, you're allowed to have gatherings of five at your house or gatherings of 10 at your house or, you know, whatever the fuck it is. And so all that's like fucking gravy and great. Good. I want, I want that. I want things to open up. But for myself, it's, it's, it's not so simple 
You know, it's like my fr- Jordan, my friend, good friend Jordan the other day, she sent me a message and was like, hey, dude, like, you know, a couple of her pals are coming over to hang out in the backyard for beers. And like Jordan has come over here and had, had beers in my backyard and, and like I can socially distance myself. But when she asked me to come to her house, when I knew there was going to be some other friends of ours there, I, I came up with an excuse to not go because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go out. I'm afraid to go outside. Right. And so like my reality is that I know I'm going to be inside longer than everyone else. When everything starts to truly open up and it's like, oh, we're opening up, you know, restaurants again and you can go to the movie theaters and you can go, you can go to the yoga studio or whatever. I'm, I'm still not going, not going to want to risk that. Right. I'm still going to want to be overly cautious because if I got COVID today, it would be super bad news bears, you know? Um, so having laid all that out, Becca up in Yellowknife is currently in a position where, you know, Yellowknife hasn't seen a fucking case of COVID. I think they've seen literally one case of COVID and they haven't had a new case in, uh, it's been like, like a month or something, something crazy. So anyway, like they're, they're literally like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we're going to open, we're going to start like opening back up. And so people can be social again and whatever. And so, you know, we're in this really unique situation with, with Becca and I, where we're polyamorous. We see other people, but everything's been kind of like put on hold in terms of us actually seeing other people during all of this because of COVID. And now it's opening up for her up there. And she was like, Hey, I've, you know, I have this guy that I've seen and, uh, you know, I'd like to like see him. And I immediately reacted with like hostility and, and like jealousy and fear, which I think it mostly is stemming from this like fucking FOMO of like, of like the magnifying glass being put on me and, and feeling like, like really feeling the, 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 the effects or the shit that comes with knowing that like, I, well, I can't, I can't go be social. I can't go be intimate. I like, I can't have, I can't have human touch, but every fucking, everyone else can, you know? And I, I, I know I'm being a, I know I'm being a baby about it. I fucking, I, I, and, and Becca knows that she, that I feel that way, that I've, that I'm being a fucking baby about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what to do, because like she's, she, you know, she's really great, and and I, we both, we both like work through jealousy, and we both, we both have insecurities, and and those things come up as a natural part of this process of like living, living in a relationship where you you see other people. Um, but I feel like I feel like I've been. I've just been like extra shitty about it because of the the circumstances that we're we're in, which are which are so unique, and it's like this is not something that we've ever really experienced before. And I definitely, definitely, definitely don't want to be like, um, I don't want to instruct or, or to Im- Im- implement any sort of like, well, let's just close things off until I'm allowed to too, because that that's just that's shitty, and, and I understand that she needs. She, dude, she's like everyone fucking else in the world right now, like is just craving human touch. 
And I, I want that for her. But I'm also just like fucking super bummed that. Mm-hmm. I'm bummed that she can do it and I can't. And mm-hmm. and I know that it's a it's a hell of a lot easier for myself to like process those feelings when she's doing it when when I can also like freely see other people, you know, those pangs mm-hmm. of like jealousy that come up when your partner's on a date with someone new and you're just like at home doing nothing like that, like those feelings, you know, that mm-hmm. I know you've felt before, like it feels like that. But it's like, it's like cranked up to fucking 11. Um, Um, I wonder if there's a way to look at it that, you know, actually this isn't like you... I'm I'm just going to say this out loud. I haven't thought this through. I don't know. But if you are, this feeling is the same. The feeling is reminiscent or the same of your partner being out on a date and you being home. Um, it's the same, it's the same physical feeling. I'm, um, and it's tied up and tied to the same insecurities and the part about the quarantine is just maybe a way that you you're reinforcing it in to yourself is like like it's part of the narrative of what you're telling yourself about these feelings you're having and i i don't know what i'm trying to say here cuz basically i think that i've gotten to a point with like psychoanalyzing myself like oh when i feel this way because of this that sometimes that's not really the most productive way of dealing with difficult feelings and sometimes a better way might just be like well i i don't want to say that i know a better way but maybe if you can sort of compartmentalize it like you know what, this feeling is the same no matter what, really. Like, the feeling that comes, this feeling that I deal with when my partner is seeing someone and I am not a part of it is... It comes up for you a lot. It comes up for you consistently. And maybe the fact that, like, now it's COVID and now there's a different reason that you're feeling it is kind of... enabling you to see it like it's a different thing like it's not the same thing that you've been working on all of this time um i think it's really helpful like when we're dealing with our own difficult like habit feelings like you said you reacted and you're feeling like a bait you you feel like you're not reacting well you're I'm putting those words in your mouth, but yeah. you reacted in a way that it sounded like you don't desire to react. No, I don't like reacting that way. That's right. Yeah. And so the work that you've been doing, um, when you're faced with that feeling, I'm assuming is just 
not attributing it to external factors you have no control over, but like taking charge and being like, okay, I have to do something about this. And it might not be helpful to you for you to be telling yourself that these feelings are, that this is happening because of quarantine and because it's changing and you're starting to not be in the same boat as everybody. That it's just the same. It's just this feeling again that you're working on redirecting you're you're it's the same reaction that you're trying to like grab the wheel of in the middle of a hairy situation and direct it somewhere else Mm. not into your standard reaction but somewhere somewhere else anywhere else and it's you know i i don't know if that yeah i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah it does um just know that you're making pro- the thing that you're struggling with is something that you're also making progress with. It's not a brand new thing mm. that that you know there'll always be reasons to to back up. I don't know why you why you feel the way you feel, and and sometimes I don't know if those reasons are necessarily the most helpful things to focus on. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't make it any less shitty, but no. maybe it gives you m- more. I th- I just think it's important to feel like we're not, you're not at the mercy of those reactions. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. You are not your so, reaction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like f- you. <laughs> yeah. They're totally natural. Reactions are totally natural and survival based. Mm. I, uh, like the the stuff that I've been doing in my yoga practice and like working with my yoga class, all around that solar plexus, all around that like area that communicates with your digestive system. I think of like, I think of that as like the same sort of like uh, pain in a way as jealousy. That's like I don't want to feel that thing. It feels like burning in my belly. Like it feels so deep in my body like all of my pain receptors are like oh no like boiled water got splashed on them or something Mm. and uh yeah i don't know if um if like uh if you can take those things to sort of like a a meditative seat and lean like lean into them without it leaking out of you into, you know, cause the, the fucking worst thing about reacting like that is then you say something to the person and then they have ammo. They're upset because you responded and you like succumb to your reaction. And now you're in a fucking pot, whole pot of mess yeah. because someone's got to come out right. And someone's going to come out wrong and you're both going to fight, you know, like tooth and nail. And it's only because you, you didn't intercept this, like the spilling out. Mm of your reaction. You're in a unique position where you're not in the same room dealing with these feelings where you can just go, not in a punishing way, not in a, well, I'm going to shut you out kind of way, but where you can take a lot more time to respond. Mm, Yeah. Reacting is, like, I'm working on my defensiveness. And admitting when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm, 
and it's really hard to backpedal once you've already let the reaction out. Yeah. Yeah, because you you like you take ownership of like you're like, well, I'm going down this fucking road. So <laughs> and there's no there's no steering wheel and no brakes, motherfucker. So are you coming or not? You know, like it's like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And you don't just because you're going through it doesn't mean you have to bring the other person through it with no. you. I mean, but I mean, uh, you know what? Got, I gotta say, like, gotta be really uh, in, in in saying in hearing you say all that, Becca's actually like, dude, she's so fucking amazing at at. She can be really incredible at not at at not at, at not um, getting caught up in in my bullshit like that, you know, and 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 mm-hmm. and not not being like tricked into the fight, you know, not being like, or not being swept up in the fight. She's very, she's very, she can be very skilled at basically going like, okay, I see what's happening here and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to add to it. So what are we doing? Don't underestimate the energy that it takes to stand oh, your ground in that way. Fuck, dude. No, I don't. I do not at all. Because I recognize, I, I recognize it. Like I, I'm, I'm wildly impressed by her ability to right. do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, where I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. I, I'm telling you right now, the tables are turned. I'd be, I would not be <laughs> handling that <laughs> that well. You know, like because well, I, because I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking cock sometimes. You know. But like only fifteen percent of the time. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Fifteen percent. That's a lot. Yeah. Fifteen percent. That's awesome. a that's a lot, man. Fifteen percent. It's like maybe I, like I would 8, give most. 8%? I would give most people like an eighty twenty. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Eighty five fifteen. I felt was complimentary. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what percentage of asshole am I? Do you think? Um. Am I? Am I more than twenty? No. No. Definitely not. You have been. (laughs) (laughs) When you're at that 20%, though, you're at 100%. You're 100% of that 20%. What is that? Fractions? Are we getting into fractions there? I don't know math. Um, Yeah, well, anyway, that's something that's uh, fucking that I'm working with. Like, when, 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 like, when, when? When will it be safe? When will when, it be when, over? When, no, no. I, I don't. Who fucking when knows? Will it be when allowed it be? out? But no. When will it be safe for me to be like, for me to be like, hey, you, person that I have a crush on, come yeah. over to my house, and fucking lay in my bed with me you, with your clothes off. Do you want uh, like when, me to give you what I honestly think? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually asking, like, when do you think that that would be? Like, do I have to wait till there's a fucking vaccine and ev- and everyone's and everyone you know fucking chooses whether or not to, to get it? Also, if you're thinking if you're thinking right now, I just want I just want to say one other fucking thing. Okay, if hang on, I'm gonna light my joint while you take this. Yeah, soapbox light that light that one fucking second. joint. If you're out there, because I just read it, I read a goddamn Facebook comment on a goddamn Facebook page that I am a part of because I'm a part of a large community and there's a there was. Now, one person on there who decided to chime in and give some anti-vax bullshit about how, um, how like fucking Bill Gates is is putting chips in those in those. Look, 
can you take, can you just, if you're one of those people and you listen to this podcast, can you take your head and pull it out of your fucking ass? Give your head a shake. Can you fucking bury your head into a pit of sand and just shut up? Oh man. Okay. So, so anyway, now, so anyway, now we that I got that, just talking that, about reactions. Yes, I'm, I'm re- I know. I'm reacting. I know. I'm reacting. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, when the when the when the vaccination comes out and all the people who are who are not pieces of shit and get the vaccination, so that people like myself can live a life. All right, you listening, people? Um, yeah. Vaccines aren't going to give you autism. You fucking idiot. Um, so when that happens. Like, do I got to wait till then? Because that's a long time from now. That's How so long, long do you think that now. is? Dude, that's like, a, that's like a fucking year and a half out from now, for sure, at least. So I was going to say two years. Realistically, that's what I think. Two years? What? You think realistically? That's what I think. You think realistically it's going to be two years before I can have casual sex with someone And not that and not what, fear getting COVID. That is what that is what I oh feel personally for for myself as well because I have no desire to like I when they fucking open movie theaters and restaurants, <sighs> I'm not fucking touching that shit until at least. I mean, this is fucking dark. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I'm not saying I. How many people have died of COVID right now? Like thirty three hundred thousand. What in the world? Dude, yeah, way the world. More, How many? Way people? more than that. Like dude. a million. Oh, uh, three million. No, no. It's. Uh, I can tell you right now. Uh, died in the world three hundred and twenty three thousand six hundred and thirty four. That's how many people have died, and yeah. by the end of this, this particular um, explosion, it'll probably be around the five hundred thousand, maybe, maybe not. But then in October, in September and October, I think we're going to see that happen again. I think we're going to mm. see it 10 times over. I think we're going to, I think there's going to be a very, what I'm, what all right, I'm, see it, what I'm feeling is that. So I, I say, I say two years, oh, six. but well, I might as well fucking you know just, what? I might as well just cut off my dick. <laughs> No, and just and just shave my head bald, put on a robe, and fucking stop talking. You, listen. that's li- that is literally like I I know this is a podcast, and like, and although I'm usually my full authentic self, but then I also realize that we're talking to masses of people, and so I turn up a little bit of like the dramaticism, or you know, roll my eyes when you say like moon signs or something just for the sake of like entertainment but i'm actually boiling my fucking blood's boiling right now and i'm about i'm like i'm because i said two years yeah 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 i mean what i'm not boiling at you i'm boiling at life like i could i could literally put a hole through this fucking wood table okay let's can we work with this right now can (sighs) can i work with you on this right now will you work with me for a bit Listen. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just tell me what your... So your blood is boiling. Let me just say this. All right. 
Oh fuck! I've only got. Uh, I've got. I got. <laughs> this is the worst timing. I've got. I literally <laughs> have seven minutes, and then I have to. I have to be fucking out of here because uh, we're, okay. we're running a test show for the live show tomorrow. Um. Uh. This is all hy- hypothetical. We we I, we actually have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't. Even, I haven't talked to a doctor. I haven't talked to like the the cystic fibrosis team. Like I should ask them. I should go. Hey, what are your what what? I, I should ask around. Get opinions. From professionals yeah. and go, what are your thoughts on, on this? Yes, you should be. Yes, I should be doing that. And I haven't done that yet. I re- and I recognize that. And so to sit here and, and, like, and, and, get, and react, react <laughs> at the mm-hmm. idea of two years of not being able to put my fucking lips on somebody else's lips. Okay. I shouldn't be reacting, period, because I, we don't know. Okay. It's just as, it's just as fucking stupid and silly if I sat here and I said, I know 100% for a fact that when I die, I will go to heaven. That is, that's, because I, I don't. I don't fucking know that. That's, and that's silly for me to, to state as fact, because I don't know that as a fact. So I shouldn't be reacting to the quote-unquote fact that I'll, it'll be two years before I can like touch a human. But I fucking hope it's not that. I, I hope that's not the case. Dude, I hope I hope I can have sex this summer. When's it, what when does summer start? Technically. June twenty one. Yeah. And that's that is a month from this week. I want that. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, babe. Fuck. Well, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's got to be a better way. (laughs) (laughs) That's your assignment this week. What? Okay. Listen to David Cross. Come back to me next Wednesday with with an answer from the doctors. With a when I when I can get my dick wet. With a better way, with a better plan. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Go out there looking for the answers you want. Oh my God, I have the and plan. You'll find them. I have the plan right now. Great. I just got to call up Don, today's guest, who we are about to throw this conversation to, and, yes. and wheel and deal with Don to get him to give me a little bit of a deal on one of his real life sex dolls. Jeremy Sanders. Bada boom, bada bing, baby. And then tape, you? and then tape a phone, tape a cell phone screen to the face of the doll, so that I can literally have sex with somebody on that phone, their face on the screen. I mean, the doll's faces are beautiful. They are, they're very yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I would just but like, try. I would just stick, just stick with, with the, the doll. The just doll's making a, yeah, making a little bit yeah. too, too complicated. Well, I mean, you could film it though. This seems like uh, we we set all this up uh, for that for that uh, for that segue because it was so fucking perfect. Thank you very much, uh, but we didn't. <laughs> I actually am boiling and I am very upset. Uh, however, we I do have to fucking go, and so <coughs> and it is perfect uh, because we this week we talked to Don, who owns a company uh, that sells real life realistic sex dolls. These things are. Fucking crazy looking. They are very realistic. 
Um, some might argue too realistic for some people. Uh, and we talk all about the, the controversial topic of sex dolls. Um, and, and the, you know, the, the, the benefits of their use. Uh, The dolls are, I mean, the, they're, they're hot. I'm not going to lie. They definitely are. Uh, I don't, Brad, I'll show, I'll send you the links after this, but I, I took a deep dive into like some Vimeo videos of like from Don's website of them reviewing these dolls and fucking holy shit. Like, like these things are, these things are alone look are super legit. Like it's what there's a, there's a video of a guy just like, like, and these are the breasts and like, you can see him like squeezing the breasts and I'm like, oh my God, those are. I'm a, I really like boobs, <laughs> and I was like, I want, I, I would, I would touch those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt the same yeah. way. Um, so yeah. anyway, get one. Yeah, I think that's a yeah, great maybe that's, idea. Maybe that's the good job on the homework I gave you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to fund my sex doll, um, uh, if you want to fund my sex doll, go to Patreon.com/slash/Termion, and you can support the podcast <laughs> there. There's some exclusive stuff and. Uh, and who knows? You'll you'll help me. You'll save me from cutting off my dick and shaving my head and putting on a robe and not talking for the rest of my life. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. It is it's a it's it's a fucking fascinating conversation. Um, again, highly controversial in some in some circles, um, but that's what we do on this show. We 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 talk to anyone and everyone about anything and everything. And so go into this conversation with a... It's about nothing. With an open heart. And everything. Yeah. All at the same time. Uh, (laughs) We hope you enjoy this week's episode and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, uh, But in the meantime, yeah, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is it. So I'm fucking, I'm losing it. I'm losing my fucking mind. (laughs) Oh my God. Someone please come over here and fuck me. Um, All right. I love you, babe. And thanks for, thanks for listening to my bullshit there. And let's let's keep this conversation going because this this uh, I don't want to leave it where we left it. This okay. might have been helpful, but also yeah. Very good. All right, everyone. Uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. Love you. See you on the other side. Well, welcome to our uh, our our recording studio right here in your own home. It, yeah, yeah, the most portable recording studio available. It's really opened up a lot of uh, a, a lot of. Uh, it feels quite intimate to actually like sit and talk to people in their own homes, and I think I really like it as opposed to having people to our studio because people feel more comfortable in their own home. So hmm. there's like this this level of like we're all in our own spaces and we're. We're all responsible for making ourselves comfortable. You know, usually I like to make tea or coffee for guests, which I don't get to do anymore, or cocktail. But uh, but this is just as nice, I think. I mean, I've been personal. I've been drinking since the whole quarantine thing started. So the you know the cocktails just haven't they haven't stopped <laughs> since that, the cocktails and coffee is basically my uh, my middle name right now. Um, uh, Don, I'm I'm really. I'm really excited to get into it with you today because I now correct correct me if I'm wrong, Brady. You have more information than I do, but are we are we like going headfirst into the world of um, sex dolls? Yes, or or as I 
learned through just researching Don's work um, that the action figure model or intimate partner alternative. Action figure model. Right. Okay, yeah. I, I'm excited about this. Can I can I can I preface it with one? Actually, you know what, Don? Why don't you? It, it correct me. Is sex doll not the correct term? Well, that's the colloquial term for the. I'll just say the device. So. When when I talk about these things, I'm very uh, nonspecific, mm-hmm. and and if you want to, we can get into that a little bit later. But um, the reason that I call them action figure models is because not everybody uses these devices for I'll just say intimate sexual purposes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use them for displays. They just like to have fun with them. And and that world is growing. So to just classify them as a sex doll doesn't necessarily encompass everything that they're utilized for. Sure, it, it almost puts it in a bit of a box. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you, do you find, did, did it need a new name? Uh, or does it need a new, a new term also because there's it's like stigma attached to the idea of... Mm. Yeah, so I'm on a personal crusade to rebrand these products. And f- fortunately, I've had a, a fairly warm reception, I'll just say, with the vendors. Um, it's really difficult with the manufacturers in China because it's just a different culture there, you know? And so they don't necessarily appreciate that. Well, now we have some laws that are being passed here in the United States, as well as in Canada and other countries that make these products or certain products of different sizes like this illegal. Um, Ah, okay. So what happens is once these uh, products have this sort of stigmatized um, uh, identification, then people just have these preconceived ideas of what people are going to be doing with them. And that might not necessarily be the case. So my thought was, you know, these are like action figures, just big, you know, (laughs) they're like human size. And you can pose them in any way. You can, like a lot of guys will take them and put them in like cosplay, Mm -hmm. uh, costumes, um, different things like that. Uh, so there's such a variety of different things that you can do. Now, when it comes to the intimate partner alternative, um, I look at that as what somebody decides to do with the products in an intimate way. That means, so for example, all intimate product, uh, intimate uh, partner alternatives are action figure models, but not all action figure models are intimate partner alternatives. Right, okay? right, right, right. Even though we're talking about the same thing, you know? So, um, sometimes people want one of these devices, these products, as a surrogate for a relationship or a way to express themselves sexually. Mm-hmm. So, then, you know, for those people that have more of a let's say, quote, relationship with the device, that's more of an intimate partner alternative for them. 
Mm-hmm. So um, coming back, so I, I'm on the website now. It's um, uh, Mon Amour Toujours. Did I? Did I? That's that's correct. I mean, my French isn't uh, <laughs> the greatest, but I tried. Uh, Mon Amour Toujours dot com, and um, uh, you know, looking at the the dolls that are here, like it, it the fuck, it's fucking crazy how realistic these things look to to a degree. You know, like it's. Um, so I used to work at a I used to work at a sex shop when I was like um, eighteen, and um, and the first uh, I, the first um, like action figure model that I ever came across was a like was a quote unquote I'm pretty sure the box literally just said like sex doll, and it was specifically a blow up doll, and it was specifically Jenna Jameson. Who is a you know very famous porn star from the '90s, and uh, we were we had that on sale at the sex shop that I worked at, and so I spent pretty much every day, every waking moment in that sex shop, like waiting for the the person to come in to buy that doll. <laughs> Because I, 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 I was trying to wrap my head around, like, I wanted to buy it just to have it. But it was, it, it, you know, I was, I was still in high school, and I think that thing was like 250 bucks, which was, wow. you know, just like way, way too much money for me, yeah. uh, even today. <laughs> like for, especially for something of that quality back then. Um, but I'm looking at these dolls now on your website, and this is, these are... They're, they're super hot. These are, I- a, these are like through the roof in terms of a step-up of, of quality. And, and I'm only looking at the photos. Like it's, it really is quite astounding how, how realistic some of these, some of these models are. Mm-hmm. Um, like how, how, and how they, customized do they get? Like how, cause it seems like a pretty, pretty, um, as a, as a consumer, it seems like you can customize it like pretty intensely. Yeah. Different, brands have different customization options. So most of them have, like you can choose eye color, you know, hair color, skin tones, um, a vagina type. There's an insert in the built-in. The insert is like a sleeve that you mm-hmm. put in and can be removed. Uh, those are probably the main options. And then some others even go further. You can choose the areola size, um, color, mm-hmm a labia color, things like that. So, yeah, it really just depends on the brand and what sort of customization options that they offer. But they do come in, I mean, there's so many different body sizes and heights and styles. It's what? So, like, let, let's say let's say I got a doll that was, um, like, five foot two with, like, uh double D breasts and, and like all the fixins. like how much do these things weigh? Like how much would that, how much would that doll, like, are they heavy? Yeah. Cause they look like they, they're, they, they're quite substantial. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, th- I think the biggest thing, uh, the hurdle to overcome for a lot of people when they first get uh, one of the models is the weight. So around, you know, like a five foot two, that, that size that you're looking at, would be probably around 70 to 80 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Gosh, it, might, it just, I feel like it would feel like you're 
just just dead weight, you know, <laughs> you're just holding on to. It, it is, and it does take some uh, getting used to and mm. practice to maneuver around. Because you had, you know, it's different when, if you were to lift uh, a real woman, let's say that size, and she's probably like, we'll say like 115 or so, mm-hmm. then that that weight is a little bit easier to manage because she's able to help balance you and keep her balance where in the other case you're you know you're kind of you're doing everything all of it yeah yeah interesting yeah what's meant by a a skeleton upgrade okay so there's two different types of skeletons that are available for most brands one is what's called the standard skeleton which is just like the elbows shoulders uh, rotate knees and oh, the waist bends as well as the legs bend at the waist. Now with the upgraded skeleton, it gets even more detail with the shoulders that shrug, so they'll go up and down. They'll move front to back, and then the waist moves in all directions. So not only just front to back, but side to side. So you, for um, artistic purposes, you get a lot more realistic human-like poses with the upgraded skeleton. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I don't know, were you noticing, Jeremy, I was laughing when you said 250, were you noticing that the ones on uh, on the website sort of are from the low end, I, just around 1,000, yeah, up, and the, and up to about 5,000 yeah. from what I see? I actually found the, I found, <laughs> I found, found the link to the... To the, the uh, Yeah, the Jenna Jameson one, and <laughs> I, <laughs> it is, it is, I, I, it's, it's comical how I mean if you just Google Doc Johnson vivid um, Jenna Jameson blow up doll and you compare that to the we- <laughs> like your website, I it is 
it really is a, it's it's quite it's quite funny um <laughs> Um, so I, I, I do, I, I'm, I'm really curious to come back to something that you briefly mentioned about the like laws changing around, um, these particular, these particular dolls or models. Um, what, what laws, what laws are you talking about? Like, are we talking about like, like basically if these dolls reach, like are ordered to look like a certain age? That's where there's like a line where they 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 kind of strike a no. You can't actually buy those here in Canada, or you can't buy those here in in the U.S. So that's the attempt with these laws. I'll say that. Okay. So sure. For example, like in Canada and most of Europe, Australia, um, as well as like South American and African countries, a certain size model. Is is illegal. So anything under 148 centimeters is considered basically contraband. Now, the problem here is if it has, if the body has full breasts, it still is considered contraband just because of the diminutive size, not necessarily because of the hmm. way it looks. But the objective here is to uh, ban the products that look, I'll just say, childlike in appearance. Now, the challenge here is that with the laws, there's not really any specific descriptions that say this is what constitute as being childlike. They just have, this is the size that we look for, and if it's under this size, it's a, it's a blanket ban on all those products. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah. for for conversion, uh, 148 centimeters is about four foot eight. For anyone who was wondering, um, that's where my brain. I was like, how big is that? Oh, okay. But what um, if you what if you're a a human who's like short and you want a short partner? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's part of the challenge here is that <laughs> in most of the the people that order the smaller ones, order them because of what we already talked about, the weight, you know? Right. The shorter ones are a lot lighter. They're a lot easier to maneuver, a lot easier to store. Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits to having a smaller size model. Hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, like, yeah, I and that that totally makes sense to me. The, the, but the other thing that I... I have a hard time wrapping my head around this idea that, that, is, that, that anything under that height... Or anything, anything that looks more, and I know what I'm about to say right now is probably going to rub, rub some people the wrong way. Mm, sorry about that, but I there was there was a case of a guy in Newfoundland who ordered a a uh, a model, a doll from from uh, overseas, and this doll uh, when he when he got it, he was arrested under. Um, like under child porn laws, trafficking. Tra right. Yeah, so some, no, it wasn't yeah. trafficking, but it was like it was possession it was child porn it, or possession of child right. porn yeah, or something like that. Considered obscene uh, uh, articles. Yeah. yeah, and that I that really struck me because I, 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 I it like wh what are we wh supposed? What are people supposed to do? Yeah, you so, know where's yeah. the where's the harm? Who Who's the victim there? So, Who's the victim of right. the doll? You know, like 
that that I had a really hard time wrapping my head around that because it seems like to me like a, a, some sort of alternative where where someone can you know explore the things that are are pent like that they, that that has pent up inside them for x amount of years and without without anyone actually being um hurt i i don't know do you, like do you have a take on that yeah so you are um in the majority in your thought process so most people think the exact same way it's unfortunately the lawmakers do not see things that way they they feel that um I'll just say, to use their terms, a child sex doll will um, encourage uh, child, uh, I'll say, um, rape ideation, okay, mm-hmm. child sexual abuse, which um, right now, A, there is no evidence to support that, and B, they have not given any evidence to prove that that is the case. Mm-hmm. So the challenge here is, well, how, how are these laws being made? You know, we, as citizens, are hoping that there is some sort of evidence to back these laws that are being passed, okay? So, because then, they, then we're able to have some sort of proof, evidence, that this is in the benefit for, for everyone. So when we don't have that evidence, where does where does it put this law? What does it really do? So um, I, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, find out any more information about me, but I'm also doing research in this area, not specifically with with child. Uh, uh, I'll just say pedophiles, hebephiles. Well, they're called maps minor attracted people yeah. uh, in regards to their their use of, I'll just say, the smaller models. But I have conducted three separate um, uh, studies with individuals that explore uh, rape fantasies, misogynistic behaviors, as well as quality of life. Mm. Can you clarify what your academic background and studies are exactly? Because I, I, I'm really curious which came first. Was oh, it okay. getting into the industry or was it was it your academic that led you to having an online store for these devices? Yeah, so my background, um, I have my bachelor's in psychology, which I was initially going to go into counseling. And through my uh, studies and getting my bachelor's degree, I also studied uh, um, genders, sexuality, uh, relationships uh, as well. Okay. So then after that, I decided that I, I w- wanted to lean more towards sociology, studying you know, groups of people, which I was then able to focus more on my interest in sexuality and relationships a little bit more. Um, I got to be honest, you know, stu- I just really stumbled upon this business. Um, I just kind of, uh, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I was searching <laughs> for, but I, I think I might have needed a wig for something online, and I saw this uh, picture of this model that didn't look real, but she looked pretty real, and I clicked on mm. it, and it was, it was 
I'll say a sex doll, you know. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this is incredibly realistic. And I started looking at them and I'm like, I'm coming from a psychological perspective here and thinking about how these products can benefit people. And then I started reading more and more stories about how these products are helping individuals, you know, cope with not only depression, um, anxiety, PTSD, things like that. I was like, oh my, this is a no-brainer. You know, this is right up my alley. And, you know, fortunately, I'm able to come at, at this industry from that perspective because the questions I get asked um, are not your typical questions, you know. Um, and most of the people that reach out to me say, you know, I asked, I, I talked with another vendor about this exact same issue, and they weren't able to help me. They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. So they're they're happy that I can talk with them openly about sex and you know, actually what you need to do with these devices and the, and the the basically the brutal truth you know the so. other vendors aren't aren't open to the like the the realities of what these dolls can be used for i think they are i just don't think that most of them are able to um put themselves in the position of that counselor you know? Right, Equi- equipped with it, having it, equipped with having the skills to to ne- navigate that kind of conversation. It, yeah, yeah, it, mm. it's more of hey, you know what? I'm just here to make a couple bucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, I, I don't right. want to deal with your sex issues. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, sure. Yeah, so I guess you are coming at it from a very, very different perspective with with that background. So, do you provide counseling with? As a part of your service, or like, would would do? Is that built into your into your price? Well, well, no, it's not necessarily built into anything. It just kind of happens that way, you know. Um, I I don't want people to feel left out. I don't want people to feel like they there there's something wrong with them. I I want them to be able to reach out and communicate. You know, that's what this is about. And that, that's what's great about, like, what you guys are doing, you know. you We have to have an open communication about sex, regardless, you know. Mm-hmm. And being able to talk about these things openly and honestly is what's going to help people, you know, make them feel good about themselves and make them not feel ashamed, you know. So that's the objective here. Do you have a, a sense of like what the majority of your your clientele is is buying are, are buying the dolls for? Is it is is there is there a majority of people using these dolls for like a surrogate relationship or or is it does it tip more over into the the world of play and and play being a very broad term for whatever the use being uh, you know whatever like a sexual use might come from it. Yeah, so I kind of let the the individuals lead the way. I have about ten percent of the the people that come to me are using the models for non intimate reasons. So, and that number is actually growing, which which is impressive to me that you know people are starting to find other uses for those uh, devices as well. So once somebody starts throwing out pronouns uh, like. Hey, I was really interested in uh, Mallory. 
Um, I really want to see her, you know, with this sort of hairstyle and this color eyes. You have pictures like this. Automatically, I know. You know this is somebody that's looking at this from a more intimate perspective. Mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. then I can be a little bit more accommodating with um, how I approach them as, as well. Because sometimes the people that aren't necessarily using the devices for intimate reasons, they kind of, uh, it's... They, they they step back a little bit and they're like, whoa, I'm not going there, dude. You know you know what I mean? They're just not right. ready for right. that sort of conversation. <laughs> right. They are. I mean, I when I was browsing the store, I was like, the, I, I'd be okay with having a, a few of these around. They're really, like, beautiful to look at. And I love to play dress up. So I could totally get yeah. behind anybody who's purchasing these devices and be like, I just want, I want to meet, I want a me sized, really attractive uh, doll that I can dress yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. And so once you uh, start heading down that path, you open up a can of worms. It's funny. I just recently was in communication with uh, a new client. And he's like, uh, and he expressively gave permission for me to talk about his situation. I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But what what was nice is that he was like, hey, you know, I just want to share my experience with you. And I want you to feel free to share this experience with others as well. So he recently got a divorce. And due to financial reasons, him and his wife can't actually separate. They have to live together. So he's like, I, I still have desires. I still want to be intimate. I can't be intimate with my ex-wife, but this looks like the best alternative for me. So I'm like, yeah, a lot of people do this. So you're, you're, in, you're in good hands. You're in you know, other, other company as well. So he's like, I'm not really sure if it's for me. And then as things got going, he's like, I just want to let you know, I was I started uh, looking at lingerie websites. I started ordering all this lingerie for, for uh, um, uh, uh, Donna when she comes. And I'm really excited now. I can't wait to dress her up and things like that. So it's like, you know, once that ball starts rolling, people start really uh, getting into it. And, you know, even for me, you know, I do a lot of photo shoots. I don't know if you checked out my uh, Vimo channel. I do... I, uh, manufacturers will send me products to review. So then I, uh, okay. part of that service, I offer a photo shoot. So I, I, you know, dress them up and do photo shoots. And I get carried away. You know, it's easy to do, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred shots in, you know, for one photo shoot because, you know, that, that they just look so realistic, you know, and getting that realist, capturing that on, you know, in a photo is just amazing. It's a lot of fun. What what about um uh like male dolls? Is there is there a market for that? And and if so, like do you have many do you have many clients um specifically ordering male dolls? Yeah, so there are uh some male models available. And I actually did a review for male model and was able to uh have um it's actually somebody who I know, her name is Brenda. We did a, a review together on the model so she um ordered it i i delivered it to her she got to hang out with him <laughs> you know for a couple of weeks 
I went over and I said, all right, let's, let's talk about this. And we got it on film and, I, and I, that's on my, my Vimo channel. And, you know, her situation is very similar to a lot of guys is that she's just very busy, doesn't have a lot of time for dating, not really interested in dating right now. And this is a great alternative for her. And she really enjoys it. And I think this market is going to open up more. It's just that the male models aren't promoted as much as what the female models are. And, right. you know, there's also the gay community as well that would be very uh, interested in, in, you know, products like this, both male and female, you know. Cool. So. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever see the movie Lars and the Real Girl? I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you think of that movie? Uh, you know, I, I see I see a lot of similarities with the people <laughs> that I deal with, and um, I think you know, looking at that, I hope that the takeaway message for people is that this is okay. It's okay for people to be in this situation, and what I really liked about it is that everybody accepted him and that situation. I would just like to see that a little bit more in real life, you know, mm. because there's a lot of guys that that uh, are very uh, scared to be open about, you know, what they have and what what their interests are, a and some aren't, which is great, but you know those numbers are a lot less, and I think the more <laughs> individu individuals come out the more it will be socially accepted, you know. Then mm. it's not a bad thing. And unfortunately, um, a lot of the stigma comes from, I'll just say, some of the extreme thoughts, thought processes and extreme attitudes that are out there. And uh, it seems to me that the, 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 the loudest voices get the most attention when not, they're not mm. necessarily... The Correct. And, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Or so far away from from even having any sort of experience with it to draw from. They're just like you said, like the lawmakers who who are just you know maybe saying this is bad and wrong and we're against it because they think it'll it'll go over the best with the most amount of people if they you know denounce it if if they if they say uh, we're not. This is maybe an arbitrary law, but it, we're we're gonna put our guns behind it because it seems like it's keeping people safe or whatever. Yeah, I, I say that it's a a feel good law that doesn't necessarily do any good at all. Mm -hmm. It makes people feel good that there's a law like this, mm -hmm. and even though it might not necessarily be a good thing in the long run, you know, because what's happening here is now. With, with these laws, we start to limit the access that people have to uh, an outlet, basically. So a little fun fact here. In 1997, the World Health Organization got together and they held a sexology conference. And they, uh, uh, coming out of this conference, they all concluded that some form of sexual expression is necessary for somebody's physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. And they didn't say, only for this group of people, <laughs> right? They, they said, this is for everybody. So now, keep in mind, we have people that uh, 
we, we tend to be very egocentric when it comes to sexuality. I have my perceptions of, of sex and my sexuality, so other people have probably have this exact same uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. But now we, we also have to keep in mind there's a lot of individuals that uh, might be mentally challenged that still have sexual uh, desires and, and urges and aren't necessarily able to have access to expressing those. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, a while back, I was actually approached by uh, a nurse who ran a group home for men. And she said, we are having a terrible time with these guys groping our nurses. And the, um, the fleshlight just isn't cutting it. We're interested in, you know, getting one of your products here so the guys can have something to uh, interact with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. And the 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 challenge was here here was selling it to the um, the caretakers of the client, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's still a product that still has a lot of stigma, and we don't want to talk about. Um, somebody that has uh, mental disabilities and their sexual desires. Mm. You know, it's like, they're there. We, w- yes, we need to talk about these things. We need to get this out in the open so that these people can feel just like everybody else and have that uh, e- expression, um, be able to feel comfortable about themselves yeah. as mm. well. I love that. I'm, I thank you for the work that you do in 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 educating that and 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 providing options for people who who get to enjoy them. I think that's a really well, great you. thing. Thank what you. is the um what is the in terms of like the tech that's being used for these things, you know? Um mm-hmm. uh it's uh, obviously on the website there's there's like silicone based dolls um uh, like what what different types of dolls are there and what like what are different features that you can kind of like what's the most like pimped out uh, what's the model future? that you got what's the yeah future yeah <laughs> okay yeah so i do carry um a brand called ai tech and mm. this is it's an artificial intelligence uh they call it a robot uh, doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily have robotic features, such as movable arms that that move uh, on their own or walking on their own, but it does have a form of intelligence. So th- this and the face moves, so the lips move uh, as it talks, eyes move, it can turn its head and nod and wink and things like that. Hmm. So that's probably like the most innovative there is um, right now, and. We're expecting that to uh, continue. Um, the robotics aren't there yet simply because the technology isn't there yet. Mm. Um, and technology-wise, we're dealing with, obviously, the weight of the product, uh, being able to find motors and servos that can maneuver that sort of weight. Uh, and I think once we get to the point where the weight can be reduced, we'll start to see a little bit more movement. Mm. Um, I've heard experts say probably within the next 10 years we will start seeing you know moving walking uh robotic uh walking Whoa, uh, yeah. that's wild models yeah yeah crazy so, 
I know they're start working saving. on it. Start saving. Start yeah. saving up, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, in terms of in terms of like the the what the what the dolls are made out of, like the you know the 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 surface of the skin and and stuff like that. Is there is it is it all is it pretty much all silicone based? So there's two different types of material. There there's TPE, which is a thermoplastic elastomer, and then there's silicone. the The basic difference between the two is the TPE is a molten rubber that's poured into the mold mm. and with the skeleton in place where the silicone is a cold mix and it's poured into the mold okay now you have a little bit more freedom with the silicone uh, as far as um, some of the things you can do meaning you can put tan lines on the body uh, mm. you can uh, do different colors like maybe on the palms of the hand or the palms of the feet as well. You don't have that flexibility with with the TPE because it's it's basically 400 degrees when it's poured into this mold. But right. both of them are very soft rubber uh, substances. The TPE has a tendency to be a little bit softer and more realistic feeling. Um, what's nice about the TPE is it has uh, different brands have different consistencies where that's like really super soft and has a really very realistic feel to it. Silicone has a tendency to be a little bit more consistent across the board as mm-hmm. far as its its feel. What's like what what is the um is there is it like basically just down to personal preference or is there one that typically is is like the the, Higher the end. Ca- yeah, like the Cadillac of of these models, these devices? Yeah, so price is key here. The TPE is a lot uh, less expensive to, to produce. Mm-hmm. So that's why that, that's um, more common. Uh, silicone is a little bit more expensive and tends to be um, restricted to the higher end um, models. So, um, and it, it, the, the silicone tends to be a little bit more durable as well. It's a lot easier to repair because you can go to the hardware store and you know get a, a little tube of silicone where the TPE requires a special adhesive to, to if you get a tear or you know something like that in, in, on the surface to, to fix. Speaking of like tears and stuff, what is the what's the life you know what's the shelf life of these these dolls if uh, if they're getting regular use? Well, that that is the million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> because they're so my oldest model that I have here is six years old, and she looks like the day I got her. And not that she gets a lot of use, but I, I take care of her well. And um, I think with proper care, they can last a long time. Um, mm. And I, but you know, I've seen silicone models, I'll, I'll say, blow out within a couple years. You know, mm. like the crotch rips out or something like that. But the te- what's great is the technologies are improving so much that the durability factor has been increased exponentially. Mm. So that they're certainly not indestructible. You have to be careful, but with uh, proper care, they'll last a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ten years, possibly more. Wow. Um, you mentioned there was one one other thing I wanted to ask you about. I saw on your website and that there are there are times of year that are peak sales. I'm wondering if now is is one mm. of them. Right. Yeah. Especially here in the United States with uh, 
tax refunds coming in. Mm. And people are uh, looking to spend that money. And uh, the, the, the best time or the peak times really start around September through like late November because winter months are coming. You know, people are thinking about, oh, I don't want to be alone, you know, this winter and wanting to have that, that companionship. So I, I get prepared to get slammed during that, that time period. Did you notice an upsurge during like lockdown? Mm, with COVID? Well, yeah. yeah. So, th- no, because uh, this wasn't anticipated, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if it were anticipated a little bit further in advance, maybe. But I think that once we get out of this phase here, people are going to start thinking about it a little bit more. You know, I don't want to be in this position again <laughs> where I might not have access to that body, you know, somebody or that sexual outlet. So having yeah. something a little closer on hand, on hand is going to be probably a little bit more in the forefront of somebody's thoughts. I feel like you're, you're, that industry could be one of the few that like does really well um, due to COVID, you know, like divorces are going to rocket, marriages are going to rocket, pe- people are going to have a ton of babies. But like, like you said, the people who are like, well, wait a minute. You know, am I looking at a lockdown celibacy for the next <laughs> however long? No, Jeremy. That's how I'm feeling right Jeremy. now. Jeremy, I was just yeah. on your I was just on your website looking at your 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 Vimeo page, and I was like, mm, no, I'm I do not have I okay don't this have is that a, money. I'm I don't have that money right now. This is a, this is not a rabbit hole. I want to be going down. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny, Jeremy, as I was listening to the other uh, podcast. You're that that person that likes to touch. You know, yeah, you like yeah, that totally. touch. You know? mm-hmm. And you know, for what it's worth, that's what these these products offer. You know, this is something that absolutely it, it's once again it's the <laughs> psychological factors that go behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't matter who you are, you know, once you start touching them, you just like, uh, and I've had friends that aren't even interested, you know, they'll come over and they'll, they'll take a look at, at you know, the models that I have here and they're like, Can one I touch, is that it? that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Are they warm? Yeah. Is there like a body temperature? Uh, no, um, they they stay room temperature, but some, you, some models, um, you can get with heating elements in them, mm. but yeah, the quickest way to warm them up is body heat. Mm. <laughs> Got it. They, they warm up pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, Don, this has been really, really fun. Thank you so much for kind of uh, offering us a little peek into the world of, um, of, of, uh, action figure models. Action figure yeah. models. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the show. I'm, 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 I'm letting go of sex doll. I gotta, I gotta, Broaden my vocabulary here. Action awesome. figure models. I it love sounds. It. That. it sounds like sex doll. Sounds like like. Uh, sex doll sounds like what I just sent you, Bridie. That that picture of Jenna Jameson blow up. Yeah. Doll on Amazon for eighty nine ninety nine. It also sounds like you know working at a at a sex shop at eighteen uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in nineteen <laughs> yeah. you know ninety five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to, to sit down and chat with us. Well, thank you for having me. It was great talking with both of you. 
And uh, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back, as we always are, next week with another great conversation. And uh, two things. Go to patreon.com slash to show us your support. It would mean the world to us right now, especially in these weird, weird and hard times. Um, but you can also go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button. Um, and if you want to reach out, you can uh, email are, us. Yeah, we're always down. Always down. Send us an email, termionpodcast at gmail.com or through our website, termionpodcast.com, or slide into our DMs on Instagram. Um, slide your butt into our DMs. Lots and, of butts. Uh, All the butts. The Museum of Butts, folks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we uh, should get a doll butt. Yeah, yeah, Don, you should send us a doll butt photo for our Instagram. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely right. feature it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Um, that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.